to say peace to someone because there's a lot of reasons not to have peace. There are so many good excuses for me not to have peace right now. And yet, there is something about having a relationship that allows peace to reign, that allows peace to be with you because it's in the person who's sitting next to you, that somehow peace comes. There's a great song that I love called Mary Did You Know, and Pedatonics does a fabulous version of it. And um, this week, I asked my Facebook friends, like, what, you know, what does Mary mean to you? And how, how does Mary minister to you? What a great um, human being to actually watch her life. I mean, the Gospel of Luke is opened up with Mary, by the way, and, and her story of saying yes. And of course, Mary is one of the last people with Jesus as he breathes his very last she certainly was a person um, who knew. And so that song, Mary, Did You Know? It's just a rhetorical question. It's like, it's a haunting rhetorical question. Mary, did you know that your baby boy, right? And then it goes on. And then I found out there were a bunch of people who don't like that song. And they started to write to me behind the wall. It's like the first, the first moment of mansplaining in the book of Luke. And I said, really? That's, a, that's an interesting way to view that. And they were like, yeah, read Luke chapter 1. Mary did know. Mary did know. And so why do we keep asking Mary like she was some little girl who had no clue in life what she just said yes to? So I loved that. I love when people disagree with each other respectfully. Like I got the mansplaining thing behind the wall, by the way. And that person just said, I'd like you to consider the way I view that song. And I was like, okay, that's, that's important. And then other people began to chime in. And, and people said things like, Mary understood the question of consent and consciously and wholeheartedly said yes to God. Wow, yeah, consciously and wholeheartedly said yes to God. And another woman who is a brilliant writer and theologian, she said, Mary is one of the, if not the first, liberation theologians. Her Magnificat is straight about social reform and the gospel of the good news of inclusion for everybody. And I was like, oh, it's getting juicy now, right? It's getting juicy. Like people are really beginning to think. And then other people started to write to me and say, when, when, my, um, when my child died, I got to know Mary, who suffered that loss. And I began to say to Mary, I hope you're praying for me right now, up there in heaven. And, and so there were tender things that were said. There were, there were revolutionizing things that were said. And, and then it was really great because then people started to argue about her age. And one person said to me, seriously, why would God do that to a 14-year-old? For heaven's sake, her prefrontal cortex isn't even fully developed. And I, I said, oh, that's really interesting. And this person is a trauma-informed individual. And so they're thinking about all the 14-year-olds. 
that are having children that aren't ready to have children. And so I got to have this conversation with them about, well, actually, it doesn't even say she's 14. We've actually put that on Mary uh, in our own surmising because typically females were betrothed somewhere between 14 and 18 and maybe even earlier because moms and dads wanted to choose good guys for their girls. And moms and dads wanted to choose good guys. Uh, you know, the opposite. Okay. So they made promises to each other, like, my little Johnny likes your little Sally, and they both come from good homes. Let's, let's hook them up, right? And then what we realize is that um, there is something very mature about Mary, however old she is. And so we get to hear from a really formed person who is saying yes to God and saying yes to saying people who misuse and abuse the poor and the hungry, they're going down with Jesus. Mary did know, friends. So I want to ask you, do you need a new song to know what God is doing in the world or in your world? It's one of the reasons I love the song, Let It Be, because the scripture that we just read, the context of it is that when Mary was talking to Gabriel, which there's a great poem about Gabriel shivering in his own boots. You can read it on my Facebook page if you want, but I had like 45 pages of research for you, and I wasn't going to do that to you this morning. But Gabriel is dazzled by Mary because he says, Hail, Mary, right? Full of grace. Blessed are you among women. I mean, the, the, the angel is dazzled by this woman that God chose to ask if she would consent to being a participant in bringing the Savior into the world. And by the way, Mary could have said no. You know, Claire, did you know that Mary could have said no? Right? Scott, do you know that Mary could have said no? Bonnie, do you know that Mary could have said no? And Callie, right? This, this is our reality, friends, is that there might be an invitation, some looming angel right now in your own life that is asking you a question and asking for your consent. Sometimes when we're feeling scared or things are heavy, we don't even realize it's an angelic presence that's asking if we will consent to what God wants to do in us and through us. Something really powerful about that. Mary says, let it be to the archangel. It is an act of radical surrender. Mary's surrender is deliberate, the choice of a woman ready to give herself to the sacred. And such abandon should just blow us away, everyone. I mean, blow us away. Here's the way Howard Thurman talks about the song that ended up being called the Magnificat. Actually, don't read it yet. Because did you know that we don't really know that it's a song? It says that Mary said. So I didn't know if it was like some old patriarchal system where women aren't allowed to preach, they're only allowed to sing and play piano. Like that was, a, that was in my, in my, uh, some of my beginning, not that singing and playing the piano like Lindsay isn't powerfully prophetic, right? But many times there were things, I don't know if you ever knew about Billy Graham's daughter when she spoke at a conference one time, the men turned their chairs around and wouldn't look at her. Did you know that, that there were men that did that to her? Can you imagine Billy? 
how he was feeling at that moment. Because you know a daddy, when his daughter's been disrespected, might just show up in a particular way. So we don't know if she actually sang it or said it and just prophesied it, but nobody was used to a woman except for, you know, the other women like Deborah and Miriam, you know, and, you know, there were other prophets. But sometimes we've got an old song running through our heads that keeps us from hearing the new word. Can you all say that for a minute? Sometimes, just think about it, you have an old song like, Mary, did you know? And it feels like mansplaining. And it's keeping you from hearing the haunting, Mary, did you know? That is an invitation to get you to wonder about the incarnate God. Right? Sometimes we get so stuck on lyrics that we can't really hear the song or the words, you know? Don and I talk about this all the time when we're choosing music. It's like, do you think people will be able to hear that song because they know that, you know, that the person who wrote that song might be whatever, 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 you know what I mean? And we want to say, maybe we need a new song in order to hear the fresh word that God wants to say today. Here's Howard Thurman. The old song of my spirit has wearied itself out. It has long ago been learned by heart so that now it repeats itself over and over, bringing no added joy to my days or lift to my spirit. I will sing a new song. As difficult as it is, I must learn the new song that is capable of meeting the new need. See, this is where when we get stuck in reading the Bible in the same old way we've always read the Bible, we can't hear the new word that God is attempting to bring to us on the day that we're reading, right? In a new moment, in a new time, with new experiences. I must fashion the new words born of an of all the new growth in my life, my mind and my spirit. I must prepare for new melodies that have never been mine before, that all that is within me may lift my voice to God. How I love the old familiarity of the wearied melody, like I'm a dreaming of a why, right? Like you might like that song. Others of us have said, hmm, that speaks of an era when that I don't want to remember, right? You know, there are some songs that you turn off on the radio that the person that's sitting next to you says, I love that song. And you say, that triggers X, Y, or Z for me. Because something new is happening in you today, friends. And there is a new word that God wants to speak to you so that you are not just letting the repetitive way that you've known God in the past hijack what God wants to do in you right now. How I love the old familiarity of the wearied melody, how I shrink from the harsh discords of the new untried harmonies. He also said, let me go back there. The old song of my spirit has wearied itself out. And so, you know, when people come to see me, as whether they see me as a pastor or a spiritual director, and they tell me that old prayer patterns that they've had don't work anymore, I say, awesome. That means there's an invitation for you that you've never experienced before. If something is worn out, friends, or 
um, or no longer bringing you the joy it should bring you, there's something new coming. Don't be afraid. There's something new coming. Do you need a new song to know what God is doing in the world? Yes, we do, we do, we do. Friends, Meister Eckhart said it this way, we are all meant to be mothers of God, which is why I asked a man to read Mary's words. Because, you know, many of you guys don't realize it. Lots of the women have been reading the men's words, you know. They, you know they've been reading those words. It's great to hear Don read the Magnificat, right? Or Arshan to read Elizabeth's words or Mary's words. Why? Because we're all called to be mothers of God. What good is it to me if this eternal birth of the divine son takes place unceasingly but does not take place within myself? And what good is it to me if Mary is full of grace and if I am not also full of grace? What good is it to me for the creator to give birth to a son if I do not also give birth to him in my time and my culture? We are being called to give birth to Christ again, my friends. I don't know if you've seen this fabulous, I love this icon. In fact, when I put it up on uh, my page this week, I had one of my students, he wrote to me, he's like, that's going to be my next um, tattoo. That is definitely going to be my next tattoo. Cast down the mighty, fill the hungry, lift the lowly, send the rich away. And Barbara Brown Taylor says it this way, prophets almost never get their verb tenses straight because part of their gift is to be able to see the world as God sees it, not divided into things that are already over and things that have not yet happened yet, but as an eternally unfolding mystery that surprises everyone. See, Mary was saying all these things were going to happen. They hadn't happened yet. That really is what faith is being able to see as God sees and say what God says, even if the verb tenses don't work out. Like what you are waiting for right now, if God is good, you can count on God's goodness now in this season of your life. And you can declare it as if it's a present tense. You could actually say, he's going to lift up the lowly. He's going to fill the hungry, right? Where there's injustice happening, God is going to take care of business and we can count on that. It is good to know that the verb tenses don't have to make sense, but that we live in another time frame. We just do. I don't know if you notice that, but the Bible is really mystical. It's crazy mysterious. It is full of faith and hope and love. So what's going on in your life right now that you need to declare the goodness of God right here, right now, even if you don't see the end result or it's a different verb tense? Ah, oh, come on. She does not wait to see how things are going to turn out. She sings and says ahead of time all that the angel revealed to her. And some days, that's all we can do, is just remember what was revealed to us and say it again. While we're going through, as Hannah said, nausea and, and pain and whatever, because God is doing something. Some days, all we have is the mystery and the promise of God's love and presence that resides deep within us, right? Mary's fight song teaches us that. Mary's revolutionary song, the Magnificat, teaches us that. Cast down the mighty, send away the rich. Not because God doesn't like rich people, but if you think you don't need God, you really are poor. I don't care how much money you have. This is to enter into the mystery that whatever's happening, God is the answer in your life. 
Rejoice. We are all called to be mothers of God, for God is always waiting to be born. So here's some questions before I run out of battery. Peace with God. You know, I want to ask you, can I say let it be with things as they are? Can I say let it be with things as they are? Like, just start singing let it be, let it be, and know that God is working right here no matter what the tense is. God is working, and if we can be okay and say let it be, God's going to do something fabulous, friends. And then, do I know how to have a real conversation? Like, like talk to God, like, oh, how can this be because I've never been, you know, I've never been with a man, so how am I having a baby? Like, have a real, con- do you know how to have a real conversation with God? Come on, we want to learn it. And will I curate relationships that call me to live as an image bearer? Right? Like Mary and Elizabeth, she got to go spend three months. There's some people you don't want to be with for three minutes. They wanted to be together for three months because they were curating the image of God in one another. They were encouraging one another to become the person God had created them to be. And by the way, you know, Kathleen and I, we were pregnant four times together. And each and every time we called one another higher to what God was calling us to. And I won't tell you those stories today either because they are long, but someday we'll write a book. And then am I living wholeheartedly and courageously? Am I? Am I living wholeheartedly and courageously like Mary? And do I need a new song so that I can do that? So that something new of the image of God is growing on the inside of us. And then really, really important, whatever question stood out for you, will I take my honest answers to the Holy Spirit and ask, what are we going to do about this? If it's I don't know how to have a real conversation or I don't have friends that actually call me to bring the image of God forth, or I'm not living courageously and wholeheartedly, or I don't want to say let it be. It's like, I'm sick of this. This is bad. I'm sick of this. No, let it be, let it be, right? Learning that kind of breath prayer. These are questions, friends. I want you to choose one. What stands out for you? Can you say let it be? Or is that the, is that the question God's saying? I don't want to, I want to help you learn how to say let it be. Do you not know how to have a real conversation where it's give and take, where it's like a tennis match, where you do all the talking and someone else does all the listening? But do you know how to have a real conversation so that you can bear the image of God in ways you've never done before? And then will you curate some relationships, you know, affectionately? You know, that's all it means is that you'll look after and preserve relationships that call you to bring forth the image of God and not God made in your own image, but the God image that's being made in you. And then, you know, friends, you might need a new song to be able to do it. You might need, this is my fight song. Whatever, you need one, right? And maybe Mary didn't sing it like, let it be. It might have been a rap. Let it be, let it be, come out, let it be. You don't know. I mean, what, what is the song you need right now? Is it a fight song that sounds like you're about to do business, right? And then will you be honest? Which of these questions is for you right now? And will you have an honest conversation with the Holy Spirit and say, what are we going to do about that? Let's stand together. So I'm going to invite you in these last moments, I'm going to invite you to 
whether you get your communion elements or you light a candle or you go to your ornament and write a prayer or a question and hang it there. But you're going to have three or four minutes right here to do some beautiful conversing with the Holy Spirit and talk about the image of God that's being made in you right now. There's a fabulous scripture in the book of Revelation. Um, Someday Sean and I will preach on that one together because it's one of our favorite scriptures about, you know, it actually talks about the woman who deals with the beast that's been trying to devour humanity all these years. Like, there is evil that is set against you, my friends, from bringing forth the image of God. Make no mistake about it. Evil is not interested in you becoming like God. And I want to say that when we consider that it matters that we bear the image of God with these very short lives that are like a vapor, that we actually keep becoming the person that God dreamed of, when we take it wholeheartedly and courageously like Mary and say, let it be, as you have said, the call on my life. So however you want to be with God here, whether you go to get your communion elements, you write a prayer or light a candle, I want you to prepare for these final moments together as a person who's opening up to God.
Hear your people calling All cry out to you Can't you hear In our despair We doubt in your return Messiah will grant us peace. The peace that passes all understanding, guarding our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The peace that feeds the hungry and raises up those who feel cast down. peace of God who brings justice and mercy. You're creating the life of Christ in each of us even as we pray. The life of Christ is growing in each of us as we pray. So take a breath, friends, and just say something honest to God. And take another breath. And remember that Christ is speaking now.
So as we play that song again, I'm going to invite you to hold the bread in your hand. And remember that Jesus, on his worst night ever, learned to pray like his mother and say, let it be. He said, let this cup pass, but not my will, but your will. That there was a way that Jesus knew that what was coming was greater than any fear or anxiety he was facing as he trusted in the plan of God. So as we're holding the the bread today, can we trust in the plan of God for our lives? Can we trust that if we would just say that we want to remember your life, Jesus, and the way that you prayed, the way your mother taught you, let it be to me. When you said, not my will, but your will, you were teaching us that this is how resurrection life comes. And so together we hold the bread and we remember, Jesus, that on the night that you were betrayed, you took bread and you broke it and you gave thanks and you said to your friends, take this, friends, all of you, and eat this. My body will be broken for you and every time you eat, remember me. And together we say, Jesus, we remember you. Or maybe you want to say, Jesus, let it be to me according to your will. However you want to pray, let's take the bread together. After supper was ended, Jesus lifted up the cup, gave thanks, and said, take this, all of you, and drink. This is the cup of the new and everlasting covenant that is written in my own blood. And every time you drink, remember me. And however you want to say to Jesus today, Jesus, I remember you. Jesus, let your life be formed in me. Let me be a bearer of your image and ways change my life and the life of the world around me. Together we drink. Let's sing the song together this time.
your baby boy will grant us peace. Your baby boy will grant us peace. Sing Emmanuel. thank you that you are with us. And now, friends, uh, go with the peace of God as you consciously and courageously consent to God's presence and invitations in your life. Not only on this day, but the days to come. Be blessed in that. Be strengthened in that. And may the peace of God reside in each and every one of us and in each and every one of our households. We ask all these things in the beautiful and powerful name of Jesus. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Love you guys so much. See you. Don't forget Christmas Eve service as well. God bless you guys. Bye.